Uh, joining us on our Newsmakers line is Bernie Moreno. He is a candidate, Republican candidate, conservative candidate for the U.S. Senate in Ohio that has increasingly uh, swung from being a bellwether state to a, a red state. Uh, and yet you've got one of the most liberal senators in the entire U.S. Senate in Sherrod Brown uh, still inhabiting his Senate seat. But uh, if Bernie has his way, uh, he'll be out uh, after the November elections. Bernie, good to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Steve. I appreciate that. Now, now you looked at running two years ago when uh, Rob Portman uh, retired and uh, J.D. Vance ended up capturing that seat for the Republicans. Why did you why did you opt out of running last time? Well, I met with President Trump a few months before the primary. Uh, it was clear that uh, he wasn't uh, ready to endorse, uh, certainly not me, and uh, probably leaning towards J.D. And I felt it's better for the party uh, for us to unite around one candidate and not create uh, a big uh, spend marathon against the fellow Republicans. So I ended up uh, supporting J.D., did fundraisers for him, spoke all over the state for him. And I think we got a great senator, J.D. Vance. He's doing a great job and has certainly been taking the lead on East Palestine. Uh, and it looks like Sherrod Brown, along with Pete Buttigieg and President Biden, have basically been AWOL with this toxic disaster in East Palestine. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the reality is, you know, it's a working class town in rural Ohio and the Democrat Party long ago abandoned uh, that part of America. You know, they're the party of Martha's Vineyard, uh, you know, San Francisco, New York City. Uh, they really don't care about working class uh, Americans. It's, and it's crystal clear, even though obviously that's what Sheriff Brown talks about. But, you know, nobody took more money from the railroads than him. And, and yet the, uh, the, the mainstream media is talking about Republicans that have taken money from Norfolk Southern and, and completely ignored the massive amounts that have poured into the war chest of, of Sherrod Brown. You, you have the ability to fund some of your campaign, campaign yourself. You're going to be engaging in national fundraising. We have a pattern in the U.S. of, of Republicans getting vastly outspent. I think J.D. Vance got outspent dramatically and, and yet still won by six points. Do you think that's how it's going to play out in your race? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Sherrod will raise money from his friends in Hollywood, his friends in Wall Street, uh, national money, big checks will come in for him. Uh, obviously, all, almost all of it will be out of state. Uh, he's not going to raise much money in Ohio. So we've got to work a lot harder. You know, our ideas are dramatically better than the ideas from the far left. Uh, but uh, the media obviously doesn't cover us the same way. So we have to uh, overcompensate by making certain that we're really crisp about the way we talk about issues. You know, Ohio was was one of those bellwether states, certainly in presidential elections for quite a while. It now looks like it's moved more solidly into the red column. Same things happened in Missouri. It was one of those states that we were constantly being told was a battleground state. Ohio seems to have moved more red, and that certainly bodes well for you in the in the fall of uh, 24. What what has caused that shift? It's pretty, pretty uh, straightforward, Chief. What happened was Ohio is where a lot of things were made, and it's still a lot of, where a lot of things are made. So manufacturing is a big, big industry for us. And you saw people who are typically working-class Democrats, and then they realized that uh, those very same Democrats outsourced their jobs, shipped jobs overseas to Mexico and China, and closed their towns, closed their factories. Uh, you know, they were working hard, and now uh, they, they're without a job, and they, and they see that their elected leaders are the, re the reason that that happened. And also, let's be honest, the Democrat Party has gone absolutely crazy, right? So you don't have to have moved to the right. If you just stood still, you would have become uh, a, you would have become a, a person on the right because the left went so far left, right? <laughs> I, they're talking about that, this transgender stuff. They're, they're, you know, their religion is basically 
uh, not about God. Their religion is climate change. Their religion is this LGBTQ agenda. Uh, that's that's what they're obsessed with, and that's not where Ohio is. You know, a lot of folks uh, really liked President Trump as a candidate because he was a business guy. You've had a long career in the automotive industry. You've owned uh, a number of car dealerships uh, throughout the country, a lot of them in Ohio. Uh, and you've got uh, an IT background as well. Are, you may also be the first Hispanic U.S. Senator for the Republicans. I think, you know, you, you uh, by the way, uh, Bernie's family uh, immigrated legally from Colombia when he was a young child. And, and Bernie, I, I think you would be the first Republican uh, Hispanic Latino in the U.S. Senate. Yeah, that wasn't born in America. Absolutely. And, yes. and by the way, that would make me the only senator that doesn't look at the mirror and see a president because I can't be president of the United States. <laughs> this would be my superpower. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll that that alone is that. worth voting for you, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's part of the problem we have is that we have politicians that they're always thinking about what comes next for them. They're not thinking about what's right for their people, or what's right for their constituents, what's right for the country. It's what sets me up for the next run. And uh, that's, that's, I think, what we got to change. And I hope uh, that others who've done something in their lives that's meaningful are willing to go to Washington, D.C. And, and serve their country, and then most importantly, come back home. You know, one of the, one of the big issues that, that I know you've been talking about in, in Ohio and, and uh, that we've talked about, the fentanyl crisis. You know, it, it's not border states that, you know, Texas and Arizona and New Mexico and California that are being plagued by fentanyl. Uh, we're all border states now, and certainly Ohio is experiencing the fentanyl crisis as well. No, 100 percent, uh, Steve. We have to, and I've been talking about this for a year and a half, we have to declare the Mexican drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations. We have to wipe them off the face of our continent. Uh, this is not like it was with Colombia, which is where I'm from, where people honestly really didn't probably care too much about Colombia when Escobar was uh, uh, ruling that country and causing mayhem. But Mexico is our largest trading partner, and we share 2,000 miles of border with that country. If we allow Mexico to become a narco state, which, by the way, it's very close to happening, uh, that will become a long-term national security problem for America, on top of, of course, the fact that the Chinese have basically waged this, uh, this underhanded war with us, where they ship these chemicals to Mexico, knowing that the fentanyl is going to be made, and then killing our kids. That, that just, we cannot allow that to continue one more day. And we basically have about two 9-11s per month. About 6,000 people a month are dying from this fentanyl uh, drug that's being pushed into our country across open borders and from China that's uh, wanting to disrupt and cause chaos. What, what kind of lineup, uh, you know, just on the politics side, besides the policy side, what kind of lineup are you looking at in Ohio for this Republican primary? It's, it's going to be uh, a situation where you have career, career politicians uh, versus somebody who's from the outside, somebody with business experience versus somebody who's part of the political class. So I think it's going to be the same kind of contrast in a primary as it's going to be in the general election. And I'm confident that what Americans want, what Ohio wants, is somebody who's uh, not part of a political class, somebody who's doing this to serve their country, not somebody who's doing it to serve themselves. And I think that contrast will be crystal clear in the primary. You've talked, uh, I know, repeatedly and recently with President Trump. Man, his visit to East Palestine, Ohio, I mean, I know he has a heart for people, but man, that was a home run. He absolutely uplifted that community. I mean, he gave the country a masterclass on what America first really means, right? 
And he went there. I think this is, the town has roughly 4,900 residents. It's a very small town. And virtually every single person in that town uh, got up, brave 35-degree weather, rain, and sat on the street, stood on the street and watched President Trump. They were so uplifted by his visit and so massively disappointed that at the same time, Biden's in Ukraine giving them billions and billions of more do- of their taxpayer dollars. And the reality is, Steve, you know what they ultimately told me is if we go to war with Ukraine and we send troops there, do you know whose kids are going to be asked to go there? The very same kids from East Palestine, Ohio, and to, a- to serve leaders in our country that clearly don't care about them. And that's what breaks their heart. Yeah, flyover country will pay the price in in whatever war may come because flyover countries always paid the price with sons and daughters in those kind of conflicts. When you look at President Trump, there is some argument that that there is some Trump fatigue that that his policies are as popular as as ever, but that that his uh, personality makes it hard uh, to win over independents, uh, suburban women, uh, young voters. In Ohio, how do you see the popularity of former President Trump? Rightfully so. He's very, very popular. You know, the reality is that the media covered President Trump the way they cover Biden. This would be a 65-35-2024 race. Uh, they give him coverage that's unlike any other politicians ever received. Uh, and they, they, It's virtually 99% negative. Uh, if the man uh, uh, makes an improper gesture, it's headline news, whereas they forgive insane amounts of, of uh, inappropriate comments from Biden. The reality for me is very simple. If you look at an existential threat that we have. We talked about the border. I also talked about the Ukraine conflict. There's nobody talking about how to de-escalate this, this situation from turning into World War III. Clearly, Russia should never have invaded Ukraine. Clearly, the Ukrainians are suffering. Clearly, we need to be on the side uh, mor- uh, morally with the Ukrainians. But we do not want nuclear war. And there's only one person that can solve that problem in my mind, and that's President Trump. So for me, it's simple. We need him in 24 just because he's the one person that can solve the Ukraine crisis on top of uh, kind of reset us from all the, the uh, incredibly bad things that Biden's done over the last, well, will we'll be four years. I don't know that we could take another year and a half, by the way, uh, because the first two and a half years have been pretty ridiculously bad. By the way, Rasmussen reports has a new likely voters poll out that uh, shows exactly what you're talking about. 51 percent uh, of likely voters believe that President Trump is treated more aggressively and negatively by the media. Uh, 24% think Biden is treated more aggressively and negative by the media, uh, and 21% don't know. I, I don't know how people couldn't know if you're watching anything. Any expectation that President Trump will get involved in this race? Will you get his endorsement? Well, I certainly hope that uh, he gets involved early in the race. Uh, I have a great relationship with President Trump. I can tell you, know, I wasn't a supporter back in 2015-16. I'll get that out of the way. Uh, I was with Marco Rubio. You know, his story made sense to me. You know, he's from Cuba. I'm from Colombia. Uh, but um, for me, again, it, it's crystal clear what he was able to do. And I think what's going to make 24 different is that President Trump has a record as president. We saw what happened. Like, we know exactly what he did as president of the United States. Biden now has a record. And so I think the contrast between those two records, even with completely unfair media coverage, uh, certainly I think he wins. And I'll tell you, in Ohio, he'll win by significant double digits. Bernie Moreno, a businessman and a conservative activist, a great American uh, running for the U.S. Senate in Ohio, Republican candidate. And we'll keep up with the race and talk with you again soon. Bernie, thank you. Thank you, Steve.